I'm Monty. This is the Marriage Bites Podcast. We get real about the joys and challenges of marriage through bites of wisdom we have learned over the years. Our aim is to share this wisdom with you so your marriage won't bite. Is it working now? Well, we should let's do try a, it and see. Yes. Good thing we... Hey, party people. Hey. Hey, that's a real green shirt. And not a real green shirt. That's cruel. Okay, let's stop and see what that sounds like. Hey, party people. Welcome to the Marriage Bites Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Andalyn Price. Not a doctor. And she's wearing a green shirt. Not a real green shirt. That's cruel. Yeah, but it looks good on you. Thanks. You say that every time I wear this shirt. I know, because it looks good on you. Yes, but it's just a t-shirt that I spent $3 on. <laughs> Let me tell you what, everybody. If you could see a picture of her with a real green shirt on, she's good looking in it. Eh, you'd be like, okay, and? <laughs> I don't know. Green looks good on you. Thanks. Maybe we should fight over it. Ooh. Karate chop time. So, uh, what's going on with you? Oh, since last week? Yeah. We dropped our son off at his mission. Did we talk about that last week? Uh, we did talk that he was going when we did his episode. And now he is actually... He's out of the house! Yes! Another one bites the dust. No. I'm sad about it a little bit. Yeah, I'm sad and I'm happy. I like to see him go out and spread his wings and fly. Yes, Away from but... home and my pocketbook. Not away from your pocketbook yet. Dang it close soon i had another kid interested in a gemstone bracelet so we ordered some gemstones made matching bracelets a lot of fun i enjoyed yeah. that hmm. i have a son who's interested in long-range shooting and today he shot targets out to 550 yards <laughs> we have the same sons right we do <laughs> we're talking about it like i have a son and you have a son Except they're both ours. Oh, yeah, they're our sons. <laughs> Dadgummit. I don't know why that happens. I don't know either. So, uh, to talk about Star Trek now, because I always got to get Star I'm Trek. I'm cutting this out. <laughs> no, but you should leave it in because it's funny. So I can't talk about Star Trek this time? Fine, I cut it out last week. <laughs> so you, you cut out my Star Trek last week? So oh, I might cut it out this time. But our I fans want to hear about it. Do they, though? They probably don't. Sorry, okay, everybody. You have 30 seconds. Go. For what? To tell your Star Trek thing. No. I'm. You don't want me to talk about it. Okay, fine. Let's talk about, instead about the playbook. Is or, that a movie? No. Well, it sounds I like know. it should be a movie. There might be a movie called The Playbook. The movie. Rated R. Um, okay. I don't know. It's probably rated G. Mm-hmm. So, or rated boring. B for boring. Well, I'm not a huge sports fan, and playbook is more of a sports term, but I'm still using it because it works so well. So in a sports game, a sports game, you really sound like you know a lot about sports. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) sorry. I really am not a sports person. I really am not a sports person either. I did play some sports in high school. I did not excel. So those who knew me in high school knew that I was not good at it. Uh, I played a little bit of church volleyball, 
That's about the extent, besides PE class. Mm. Oh, I went to PE too. It's about the extent of my sports. I played some football and it was eh. I played golf, enjoyed every day of that, but I was no good. I went for the free golf. Mm. And my coach would probably say, yeah, that you just came for the free golf. But you enjoyed it. And that's I did. Something. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I still had to go home and change water. So when you're on a team, the coach will have a playbook. And in the playbook, the coach says, this person, you'll go here and you'll do this thing. And this other person, you'll go here and you do that thing. And this is how it's all going to work out. Everybody's going to play their part. And the play is going to go hopefully the way we want it to go so that we can win the game. Right? Right. right. When you have a marriage... And you have a playbook for your marriage. It's basically your idea that everybody on the team, meaning you and your spouse, are supposed to do things a certain way. But we all have our own playbooks. That's right. I have my playbook and you have your playbook. Those don't always match up exactly. Our playbooks are written when we are growing up. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Because when you grow up, you're a little kid, and you think that the way your family does things is the way every family does things. Right. Like, in my family, my mom, she cleaned our room from time to time. Occasionally, she would yell at us and tell us to clean our own room, and we'd stuff stuff underneath the bed. But Sounds familiar. But she would clean, and she would cook, and she would take care of all the house stuff, vacuum the floor, those kind of things. We did our holidays a certain way. We did our birthdays a certain way. Like in my family, we did something called the spanking machine where everyone would line up and then whoever's birthday it was, they had to crawl through it between everyone's legs. And then as they passed by, you got to spank them as hard as you wanted to. It was wonderful. Well, actually, we had a spanking machine as well, but it was different from your spanking machine. It was where two people would grab your arms and legs and then walk up to a wall and hit your bum against the wall. And that was the spanking machine. Wow. That's really low tech. (laughs) That is... The family I grew up in. Yes. Ours was, was more of an assembly line. So. Good thing you don't have, didn't have any overweight uh, siblings. That would have been really tough. Maybe it would have been lucky for them that nobody could do the spanking machine on them because we hated it, even though we laughed the entire time. See, it was we were getting off into the, the weeds on the spanking machine thing. But <laughs> if you were really irritated at your brother or sister in mine, you could hit them as hard as you wanted. It was great. We didn't operate that way in my family. We were a lot more rough and tumble. Uh-huh. Another thing that people have playbooks about might be holiday traditions. Like, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Or how you celebrate Christmas? How did you guys celebrate Christmas? We would get up and eat breakfast and open presents <clears throat> one by one to make it last longer. And then we would go to my grandparents' house. Usually we'd visit both grandparents' house in the same day. But it was always really fun and all of our cousins would come and we'd spend the day together. And we had what we called Christmas pie where you got to find your name in this pie plate that had strings coming out of it. You'd find your name at the end of a string and everybody all at once would pull their string and there'd be another name attached to the other side. And then whoever's name that was, you'd search the house looking for a gift that had their name on it. And the presents were hidden all over the place and you'd find other people's presents but not the one you were looking for. And then at the end, when everybody had the gift that they were looking for, they would give it to the person. And then all at once, everybody would open their presents and it would be my grandparents' gift to everybody. And often it was something that my grandma had made. Um, One year it was t-shirts and one year it was aprons and 
pillows and all sorts of different things that she would make for everybody. It was actually really cool. It was one of our favorite Christmas traditions. I got to experience that one year and I don't know how they made that happen because there's probably 180 people in your family. My grandma is amazing. Oh my word. But that wasn't in my playbook because we didn't we didn't do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that tradition came from. Okay, so we have our own playbooks. So when you're dating, a lot of times couples will talk about the big stuff. Where you want to live, how many kids you think you might want to have, what you want to do for a living, what kind of house you want to live in, what you like, your favorite food. You'll talk about a lot of things. And we did. We talked about how many kids we thought we should have. We talked about a division of labor. We talked about, I don't know, a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk a whole lot about holidays or birthdays or some of those more family cultural things, but Mm -hmm. we did talk about some things. Yeah, but I think because we were fairly young and inexperienced, we just assumed that how things are is how things are supposed to be and didn't really think to talk about some of these more nitty gritty things. Something my sister told me is that growing up, we'd wash the dishes in the wash water and then we'd have a rinsing sink and we'd just fill the sink with water and rinse the dishes in the sink and then put them in the place to dry. And her husband's family did not rinse the dishes with a sink full of water. They just rinsed them with the water washing over it. And I know this is a little thing, but he thought, well, you're rinsing the dishes in soapy water. That's not good. And so, I mean, it's a little thing, but it's an example of like, you just do things the way you do it. What are your habits? And in his family, he had a different habit. Once you move in together, then you start to see these little habits that you just never thought to even talk about. Right. I think when you're dating, most people do talk about some of the stuff, but I think they just scratch the surface. Mm -hmm. And you don't think to really start working out how your life is going to be together as a couple. Part of that is you have the dating goggles on. Where everything's rosy and everything's going to be peachy and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you don't really think about the little things like, who's going to scrub the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. And Whose job is it to pick up the dirty socks? Right. Who's washing my nasty underwear? I mean, yeah. If the mother of the family of origin always did the laundry, for example, two people who get married might assume that the mother of the new family is going to do all the laundry. But I know for a fact that that's not how everybody does it. Sometimes each person in the couple will do their own laundry for a variety of reasons. And it's not that one way is right and one way is wrong. But if the two people come together with different expectations, sometimes that causes some friction between the two. Right. I know at least for us, after we were married, I think things went pretty smoothly for a while. But after a while, I think we both started recognizing that, hey... The way things are going is not in my playbook, and this is bullcrap. Right. We've got to... She needs to comply with what my playbook says. Right, but the thing is, we don't really recognize we have a playbook. We don't realize this is what I'm expecting, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. We just feel resentful. We just either resentfully accommodate, or we complain and complain until our spouse accommodates, And we don't understand really what's going on. We just think, my husband did this thing. My wife did this thing. I'm feeling a certain way because he did it wrong or whatever. Where do we talk about my thing with Easter? Are we getting there? Enjoy this music while we wait.
hope you cut that out. <laughs> I don't think I will. That's you funny. need to cut that crap out. <laughs> All right, where are we at? So, you get married. Situations arise that you hadn't anticipated. You hadn't agreed ahead of time how it was going to go. And then you fight about it or you don't fight about it and just feel quietly resentful or some combination of that. We think the problem is that our spouse isn't doing what we want them to do. The actual problem is that we have a playbook, that we think our spouse needs to act a certain way in order for us to be happy, that you have to remember my birthday without me reminding you so that I can feel like you love me. Or you need to buy me something for Valentine's Day when your husband really hates that holiday. Right. Or you think, hey, she or he, my spouse, they need to get it together. They need to figure out how things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because as we're going along and we're starting to see that our spouse, they're not doing what the... She's not cleaning my dirty underwear. Is she not getting it? And we think that our spouse should be getting it. Don't we know the bed is supposed to be made every single day? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that your spouse isn't just going to get it. Right. I mean, maybe they will if you're lucky, but I mean, we're human beings. We, we just don't think that way. Mm-hmm. And so because of this dynamic, what you have is one spouse who's upset and the other spouse who has absolutely no idea why. Because the one spouse is like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. But they're not necessarily communicating that because they think, well, he should already know. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you even mad about? Because according to his playbook, things are, you know, perfectly going to plan. Right? And so she's over here going, well. Yeah. It's just like you say, she's mad. And he's like, what is wrong, honey? And then she says, well, you should know. That is such an immature thing. And I have experienced that myself. Mm-hmm. It's really an immature thing. So ladies out there, don't do that to your guys. And guys, don't do that to your ladies. It goes both ways. Guys do it too. That's correct. Yeah. We've never had a problem with dirty underwear or cleaning the toilet that I can think of. I don't think we fought specifically about those things. At least if we did, it was so long ago, I don't remember. Yeah. We both do laundry. Now we do. You definitely do more laundry than me. but A hundred percent. But I'm... I'm satisfied with our current laundry situation. Yeah. For those of you out there, if you want to hear more about our dirty laundry, please drop us a line by by email. Let us know. We'll make a whole episode about dirty laundry. It'll be exciting. It's going to be short. I don't know if there's a lot to talk about. It's going to be filthy. Okay. All right. Back to the topic at hand. Yes. If you haven't noticed, we get off on tangents all the time. (laughs) Yes. I edit out like 80% of our tangents, so. What? Yeah. That's some of the best content out uh, there. I know. Sort of. If you'd like Andalyn not to edit out content, please drop us a line and let us know. <laughs> Don't edit that out. <laughs> Dad it. Okay. So having a playbook itself isn't necessarily a problem because basically we all have them because we grew up thinking things are supposed to be a certain way because that's how it was when we grew up. The problem arises when you hang your happiness on your spouse cooperating with your playbook. So if, for example, he forgets my birthday and he doesn't get me a present or he doesn't get me the present that I wanted, I get to decide to be disappointed or sad. I get to blame him for my emotions or I can realize, listen, it's okay for me to be sad. It's my fault I'm feeling this way. Like it has to do with me and what I'm thinking 
it's not really his fault that I'm upset, but I can still be upset. But the idea is that blaming your spouse for how you feel then gives them all the control over your life and your happiness. This is not a solid plan for life happiness. It is not. You're thinking something to say it. I, I am thinking something. As you were talking about that, you talked about getting gifts. And I thought about something that went into my playbook. Um, I was taught that um, women like kitchen stuff for Christmas presents. And that was put into my playbook. And early in our marriage, I got you some kitchen stuff. And I don't know where I finally realized that that's super pathetic. But I finally figured it out. I mean, if I'm asking specifically for a kitchen item and you get me that item, right? awesome. But if you're like, ooh, kitchen stuff. And I think if we might have had this conversation where I was like, you're getting me stuff to like that I use for you. Yeah. Or something. I don't and what's ironic exactly. about this, I cook more than you. Well, right now you do, but that has not always been the case. But I've always been a good cook. Back. That is true. Well, I guess that's relative. I can make some decent food now. Maybe back then I could make like cold cereal. No, he's always actually been really good at like looking at what we have and saying, okay. But also with gifts, there's kind of that playbook that sometimes um, people will get that dads really like ties for Father's Day or their birthdays. They do not. Please stop doing that. (laughs) We do not like it. I think I might have bought you a tie one time. I think you might have. Did I ever buy you a tie for Father's Day? Or were you from the beginning like, don't get me a tie? I did, I think, from the beginning. (laughs) We like electronics, vehicles. Expensive things. We like more vehicles. We like food. We like things that are generally just between husbands and wives or, you know, close relationships. Um, Like bedroom calisthenics. We enjoy those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my word, we just got off on a tangent for the last four minutes. Sorry, everybody. We'll get back on it. Okay. And here's one more thing about the playbook. When you're making your happiness depend on your spouse's cooperation with the playbook, that makes you needy because suddenly you need them to be a certain way in order for you to be happy. That doesn't work very well because inevitably there's going to be a time or many times when your spouse either doesn't know or doesn't want to follow what's in your playbook. They want to be themselves. Your spouse is an adult. They get to do what they want. That's the sad and happy truth about this. We are all all adults and we get to make our own choices for our own lives. So the question I would ask is, do you really want your spouse to be the person that you think they are? Or do you want them to be who they actually are? Do you want to let them be true to themselves? Or do you want to make them fit into the box that you have provided for them so that you can be happy? I would think you want them to be the people they are. That person is who you were attracted to. That's the person you're generally, or the person you have fell in love with. Mm -hmm. That's who you want them to be. Because if you are doing that, you're basically asking them to be unhappy for your own happiness. That's not... That's not cool. No, that's not good at all. Totally bogus. It's just not fair. It's not the way to create a strong, lasting relationship. And nobody wants a needy spouse. Just saying. Right. So what do you do about it? Since we all have a playbook, pretty much. Well, I think there's two things you can do. Well, the first one is to tell your spouse what's in your playbook. Say, look, this is the way I think it should be. This is how I want our Christmas celebrations to go. Or this is how I think Halloween should be done. Or 
This is how we wash the dishes or whatever it is. And be ready to hear what your spouse's playbook is when you tell them what yours is. And then when they tell you what's in their playbook, you need to be willing and open to really letting them be honest about what their expectations are. And then the two of you can compare and come to some sort of agreement on how things should be done. Kind of get your playbooks in sync with each other. Right. Somewhat of a compromise. Yeah. Another way to talk about that is to say to compromise about these things. So that then you both are on the same page, you both have similar expectations, or sometimes it's a matter of, I'm going to agree that this is how I'm going to do it, and then you can do it your way, and we can just make those two ways fit together somehow. Yeah, I think a good example of that was pretty early on in our marriage when we first had, we had a couple kids. So we'd been married, I don't know, four years or something like that, and our kids were starting to get a little older. Um say a little older they're like a year maybe two (laughs) four yeah four well however however so i thought hey we need to do easter just like i did easter because that's how you do easter and in my family we did easter baskets and the easter bunny and my parents mostly my mom she would get up early in the morning and she'd fill our easter baskets with candy and she'd hide them in the house so i thought well we need to do that we need to we need to get on the ball and get easter baskets and and do the easter thing on you know give our kids candy and hide the baskets. It'd be so much fun. And you seemed to grimace every year we would do that. We did it for two years, maybe three. And um, it just wasn't working for you. And finally, you told me your playbook on Easter. And we actually talked about it. And we did, I feel like we came to a compromise in a way. Mm -hmm. We both shared what we thought should be the thing. And we decided to just stop doing the Easter baskets. Mm -hmm. We totally fun killed that one. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It, it actually made it a little easier so we could concentrate on what Easter was supposed to really be about. Right. And in my family, I don't think in my entire lifetime I ever got an Easter basket. So that just wasn't the way we operated. Of course, I knew about Easter baskets because all my friends got them and they talked about them. But when I asked my parents, they said, well, we want to focus on the real spiritual reason for Easter. And they felt that all of the other stuff was a distraction from the purpose of Easter. Which was interesting because they didn't do that with Christmas. Weird. I could talk about that, but I'm not going to. Okay. That'll be for our Christmas I episode. I do maybe. have a response to that, but mm, I'm not going to talk about it right That's now. That's for off camera. And so I didn't really know how to do an Easter basket. I didn't really know what to put in it. I wasn't really motivated to even do it at all. It was just like an extra thing that I didn't really want to do. Right. And what's interesting is he thought it was my job to put it all together. And I was like, I don't really want to. And for the few years that we did it, I don't remember a whole lot about that. I think maybe we went and did stuff together somewhat. But we stopped doing it. We both decided together that it wasn't something that we wanted to continue. And so we had different playbooks, but we came together and we figured out a way to make it work for both of us. Right. All right. So that was option one, where you get together and you come up to some sort of solution. You compromise to to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. What's option two? Option two is to just put the playbook aside altogether. Your old playbooks. Yeah. You can just say, you know what? I get to live my life the way I want. I have decisions about how I want to live my life and the values that I have and how I think things should be done. And I can do that for myself. For example, if you still wanted to do Easter baskets, you could have just done the Easter baskets. And I would not have had to necessarily do that. 
So you decide for yourself how to behave and then you get to choose how to think and feel about the way your spouse behaves, but not in a way of blaming them or putting the responsibility of your emotions on them, but actually taking that back for yourself and understanding if I am feeling frustrated or upset or resentful or some other uncomfortable emotion, that's on me. I can either keep this negative emotion and just feel it and be there, or I can change the way I'm thinking about my spouse and this situation to a more positive emotion. But either way, it's not my spouse's responsibility to make me happy. It's my responsibility to decide to be happy or to be not happy. And neither one is right or wrong. It's not that having an uncomfortable emotion is bad or wrong, just that it's my own responsibility. It's not his fault if I'm upset, it's mine. So the challenge is to notice what's in your playbook for your spouse and have you communicated that? Is that a thing that you want to keep in your playbook or is that something that you can let go of? Right. I think just like with real sports things, so we're really up on sports, <laughs> playbooks change. You look at people, professional football or college football, high school sports, college sports, whatever, professional sports, their playbooks do change. And they change that depending on who they're playing or how the other team is the next year. Those playbooks are always changing. And we too need to be changing our playbooks to suit whatever situation that we are mm, in. That's a really good point. There's a book that we'll probably talk about more in the future called Finite and Infinite Games. And he talks about playing to continue play and playing to win. And if you're playing from a playbook, it's like you're trying to win. But you can't really win marriage. So if you're playing an infinite game like marriage from a finite perspective, like with a playbook, you're going to lose every time. Maybe we should have something like that where our marriage can compete against somebody else's marriage for like cash and prizes. Ooh, that might make an interesting reality show. Yeah. If any of you people in Hollywood are thinking about stealing that idea, please don't. That's trademarked, copyrighted, patented. All the things. We could end with a, you know, a funny Star Trek anecdote. Maybe you should just do like some jazzy beat and then we'll just stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have any jazzy beat in me. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hopefully you were able to take something from this and use that in your daily marriage. And <laughs> Daily marriage? That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a common thing. Maybe. Use it in your daily marriage. So hopefully there's some nugget in this that helps you to be able to take more responsibility for your own life experience and also to create a better, stronger relationship. Yeah, hopefully you did. I think that's all we got for tonight. All right. See you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at You can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye. Um, I think usually talk about stuff
This is a song that I'm singing. Wow, that was terrible. You're going to cut that crap out. When you start editing episodes, then you get to decide what gets edited out and what stays. Let me tell you what, lady. You're going to cut that crap out. Make me. Oh, maybe we should have called our podcast Daily Marriage. Ooh, I like Marriage Bites a little bit better. I like it better, too.